0: This is the Changemaker Forum Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of the Changemaker Forum Podcast. My name is Jeremy Brown, founder of Stars Give Back and your host for this episode. In this episode, David Ambrose, founder of OnStack, joins me. David has a very, very impressive resume in the media world, which includes... Directing Upworthy.com's most popular piece of original content, earning over 50 million views. And he's also leveraging a technology that's near and dear to my heart, and that's crowdsourcing. He's using crowdsourcing to bring a very impactful product to market that's already making a difference in people's lives. He and I, in this episode, cover a ton of topics, so sit back, buckle up, and enjoy this episode. (laughs) David, welcome
1: to the show. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate you having me on.
0: My pleasure. So before we get into talking more uh, in depth about OnStack, what I'd like to do is take a step back and go back in time and learn more about your background. Now, you have a pretty extensive resume. Uh, You've done a lot of uh, work in the video production side of things. So walk me through your background and how you got to the point of Uh, deciding, okay, this whole crowdsourcing idea uh, around video is something I want to pursue.
1: Sure. Um, I'm the uh, co-founder of um, Art Not War, which is a uh, media agency focusing on political video, uh, which was started in 2011. Our clients include many um, grassroots organizations, which over the years have been organizations like moveon.org like avas like the ACLU um our work would be our our video production and creative would be divided into several different categories one we would have um you know videos of uh celebrities explaining you why you should care about a certain um Uh, policy and other type of video would be more like your straightforward political ad or PSA and then another type of video which was always my favorite I called uh, real people ads and these would be ads of that would be unscripted that would be of the person who the actual policy affects explaining why a decision to be made for or against this policy would um, have uh, impact on their lives. To me, these this type of media is always, um, you know, it's the most sincere, authentic, and effective. The organizations I worked for would often have you know large member um, lists, and from time to time, instead of us, instead of Art Not War doing like traditional physical video production where you go fly to a location and set up cameras and conduct an interview and do an edit they would ask people to send in videos this is going back to like late 2011 early 2012 and people would send in videos to these organizations around let's say like why combating climate change is important to important to them their family their livelihoods and the, the organizations would then get thousands of videos, which could then be turned into um, uh, media uh, supporting their cause, kind of like, you know, different types of uh, persuasion ads. And it would be amazing. You would have, you know, send out an email blast and all of a sudden get all of these like incredible stories you could never even think of, um, you know, from around the country, even around the world. And... There's a lot of power in that. The tricky part about that is because of the sheer quantity, it still is can be you know difficult to deal with that amount of media. Right. Um, it all needs to be edited. It all it never came from one central source. It would come from you know it would come from YouTube or just like QuickTime movies via email, etc., and then all need to be cataloged, compiled, curated um you know repackaged rebranded and then put out and so because of the uh, just amount of um labor it would take there was a cost and you know only the best videos got to go out but so many were powerful that could you know reach maybe you know smaller audiences which could just never see the light of day and so this was one of the this was one of the uh you know uh inspirations for um Armstack.
0: And so you mentioned Art Not War. What got you into that line of work and and co-founding it?
1: I had been uh, friends and working with um, my uh, two other um, co-founders, Laura Don and her husband, Darren Murphy. In 2006, Laura was the um, creative director, creative and cultural director for uh, MoveOn.org. she would hire me from time to time to make uh, media for them. Um, and throughout the years, we would make more and more. And this is going back to 2006, where barely, you know, online video is barely a thing, YouTube was barely a thing, most of this was TV. Um, I, w- I had also been uh, producing um, and working on uh, uh, entertainment indie film and trying to develop television properties um around 2011 i got a little tired of that of that business it was very long um turnaround times like to to produce a uh, film can maybe take years before you had the idea and before it could see the light of day and i kind of just missed um like the instant gratification of making something you were proud of, making something that had an impact and turning it around within uh, 24 hours. And uh, there was an opportunity there to form Art Not War, to serve, to create media for the 2012 presidential election, whereby then online video was starting to um, overtake television ads. And there was just a demand for so much more of it. So Laura and Darren uh, invited me to uh, form Art Not War with them. at left entertainment and have been doing this full time since.
0: And so that gets me into OnStack. So can you explain what it is exactly?
1: OnStack is a technology and service for anyone who needs to get a crowd to support their goals with short, shareable videos. It works by someone creating a stack. A stack is a um, stack of videos where the first video is a prompt for other people to then add a video to it. Um, It looks like a a YouTube player, but you're able to click on the thumbnails of all the other different people who have submitted. So instead of watching one video that's all edited together, you can jump around between different people's uh, videos um on stack works by one person has a an idea for a, a stack they want to create um let's say for example they want to uh let's say, let's say for example they want to wish their um grandmother a happy birthday in New York and them their them and their family are in california or or across the country the first person can You know record happy birthday grandmother and then send it to everyone in their family and then by going and clicking on the record button on the player they can then add a video which the person who creates the stack can then uh, curate if you have something inappropriate um you can they can then uh, remove it so it works similar to like an instagram story or snapchat story but anybody can add to it, and the per- original person who created it can um, curate it. It also embeds into um, other any other website or blog, and it works natively with Twitter. So within one tweet, you're able to watch all of the different videos um, consecutively and interact with the player.
0: So in effect, you know the original person who created the stack. You're basically turning those folks into their you know, into editors essentially. So they can, like you mentioned, curate uh videos based on a topic. Now, based on that, are there have there been any stories or anything that has captured your attention on the platform so far?
1: One of the um more exciting um case studies we have worked on was with uh Senator Bernie Sanders. Um Senator Sanders um healthcare policy advisor. Uh, contacted us and said that uh, the Senator last fall was going to be releasing his Medicare for all bill and needed real people's healthcare stories of why Medicare for all was important to them. We then um, created a stack for them and sent it around and were able to collect powerful video stories to provide their campaign which then they repackaged and posted on Facebook which then drew uh, millions of views. So they were effectively able to quickly within a few days find, you know, powerful stories that you know could, you know, bring you to tears and put like a real human face on uh, on this policy.
0: And was he the only senator to utilize your platform so far? Yes, yeah do you foresee so this i me in particular i love crowdsourcing and i love everything that it um represents and i i feel like it's a very, extremely powerful medium uh to utilize do you foresee more politicians just more people in government utilizing platforms like onstack to uh crowdsource just reactions from their constituents going forward
1: uh thank you for that question jeremy yes um i absolutely do i think um you know, people, you know, whether you're a politician or anyone, you know, marketing online, there's a, a problem with the lack of authenticity. Um, some specific, Like an example around policy, for instance, is um, uh, net neutrality. And while the battle for net neutrality was on, the FCC, the FCC uh, got millions of comments from supposed real people that they were against net neutrality. Um it turned out in the news months later that those comments had been faked and people's identifications were stolen. Uh this was possible because the comments were submitted uh via text and it's just too easy communicating via text for, you know, different bots and troll farms to Uh, impersonate real people and just uh, steal the authenticity from a conversation Uh, by using video instead of text and crowdsourcing comments uh, it's it's much more trustworthy um, it's much more emotive and it helps build a compassion
0: so since uh, Senator Sanders' use of your platform, have you had any conversations with other politicians to get them on the platform, or you know how is that process going? Because you know, I, I really feel like you mentioned the lack of authenticity. I think I believe that a platform that utilizes video and, and you can see people's faces and, and see their reactions is extremely powerful. And I'm really surprised that more politicians aren't getting on board with this and, and utilizing. Uh, this type of technology, but uh, just from your end, I'm curious to hear if there have been any other uh, talks that you've had with politicians to get them on the platform.
1: There have been other discussions with politicians.
0: Uh, political, politics, and political
1: media—they are—they can be uh, slow adopters when it comes to uh, technology. Their resources are usually limited, and they need um, lots of lots of proof and uh, data before. Um, they they make their decisions. You know, they're still working their ways out of, um, you know, spending all of their budgets on legacy media. Uh, So I think that they will adopt, you know, and we will see that shortly. Um, OnStack did a new case study, OnStack did a new case study around the latest midterm election Mm -hmm. where we got videos from Clark University in Atlanta of students saying why it's important for them to go out and vote. With the student organizer, they help other students collect videos using the OnStack platform of, you know, heartfelt reasons why uh, voting is important. We then um, help them turn these into ads, which were then directly targeted back to Clark University Atlanta, and the ads performed Uh, incredibly well. They performed better than 90% of all of the ads on Facebook and had a click-through rate cost of of about 10 times less than what I usually see with um, other types of political media.
0: Oh, wow. That's impressive.
1: Because it was authentic, because it was own students' voices, own students' faces talking to other students. So ultimately, I mean... it's uh could maybe be a little bit of a complicated concept, but it's very, very, very easy to implement, right. and it's and it's and it's low cost. So there's you... not much of a, a gamble in in um in trying this versus maybe a traditional video production that can be much more costly. When
0: did you launch OnStack? Uh,
1: this latest version of OnStack um, was launched in two thousand. Ah, uh, seventeen.
0: So, what have you learned uh, from this whole process of launching OnStack, and even going back to uh, co-founding Art Not War? What are some lessons that you've learned building both organizations?
1: You know, Art Not War and OnStack, although they're uh, similar business-wise, they're much, I guess, much different and much more different to me. Um, as a filmmaker, I really understand. I really understand the nuts and bolts of. Of creating media, and I had a long experience running media companies. With OnStack, is very different because it was my first delve into technology, and I didn't really understand how technology companies work. Although I've learned a lot since, and I didn't really un- don't know the nuts and bolts of um, of technology of programming. I'm not a programmer. The, the main thing that they have in common is you know if you you know if you deliver um, an honest service or an honest product and as long as you always stay honest to the to your customers and to the people who are watching your media that uh, you're, you're going to be successful
0: so I think I would be I would be de- doing a disservice to my audience if I didn't have if I didn't ask you this question because of your extensive media background. so if an organization um, is interested um, in creating Uh, effective media what would be your advice taking into account all the things that you've done over the years
1: my advice to an organization um, or anybody wanting to create effective media is create something people want to watch you have your own agenda Um, the people watching have their agenda you have to go to their agenda for um instead of being completely self-serving uh, and if you can, you know, that means making something that is uh, entertaining or, or gives people information that they need to know. Um, you know, think about who's watching. Think about what you would watch and, um, we'll let that inform, uh, the videos that you make. I guess, um, sometimes what I see is, you know, especially online, Is people who um, need to make a video for their organization. And it just feels that it was made by committee of like the talking points that um, 20 people felt that needed to be in the video. But that's maybe not what is going to stop you scrolling on Facebook and watch. The most simple, effective media I see is uh, real people's stories of people who the audience can relate to. Something that feels authentic, um, something that you feel that like that could be me. Uh, as a bonus, um, you know, stories that, you know, stories where people are passionate always go uh, always go a lot further.
0: Do you have any storytelling advice? Because uh, I was looking through your bio, uh, you know, pr- getting uh, prepped for this call, and, and I I saw that 2015. You created Upworthy's most popular piece, original content. It was the Pay It For Pizza mm-hmm. campaign, and uh, that received over 50 million views. And you're talking about storytelling, so I definitely have to pick your brain a little bit on the storytelling aspect of things. Do You have any advice on that?
1: Sure. I, I would say again, you know, make something that you would want to watch. Uh, I always, every story I create, I always give it a a first act, a second act, and a third act. And you have to take people through. Just like a movie, whether it's like a two and a half hour epic movie or two and a half minute Facebook video, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and end. There's characters, and there's conflict, and there's resolve. And by thinking of it that way, you'll create you'll create an arc. Um, I recommend people who are interested in making media to you know uh, to read some like basic screenplay writing books like Save the Cats, where you'll just learn, you know, these sort of try-and-true uh, ways of crafting stories that, that work for uh, most types of media.
0: Perfect. Thank you for that. So one question I love to ask the people that I interview um, is the following. What is one problem in the world that you believe is worth solving and why?
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: the problem... That I see that
1: is worth solving is,
0: um,
1: you know, is a lack of authenticity online. Uh, you know, the internet it can be such a powerful place to unite the world. It, lately, it's being used as a is a place to divide us um, because of a lack of compassion for others, because of uh, because of people's profiles being manipulated. And I think that this is solvable using video, and by pushing people to video, um, we can, you know, we can use the internet for, um, you know, building strong communities. We can, you know, use the internet for showing, you know, how similar we are as a country, or how similar we are as humanity, versus, um, you know, creating divisiveness
0: amongst us. Absolutely. So what are you most proud of uh, thus far with your work with Onstack?
1: The main thing I'm just most proud of Jeremy is that you know from um having an idea to actually being able to make it um and have people use it. That just makes me, you know, that makes me really happy and proud that you know someone who is not a technologist who never you know really thought about going into tech um you know and jumping all of the hurdles of uh bringing an idea like this to fruition and then seeing other people use it for for um you know contributing you know positively to the world just makes me very proud
0: definitely know where you're coming from same thing happened uh with me with startups give back and some of the other projects i've been working on it's it's a a very exhilarating feeling uh, when you have an idea and you bring that idea to life, and then you put it in the hands of somebody else, and they actually use it and they love it, and you know they give you that type of feedback. It's it's a very um, addicting feeling. Yeah, it's it's the thing that keeps me going.
1: You know, you know, if it works for a few or for a few people, or then a few hundred people, then you know, as long as you can keep on exposing it to more and more, hopefully it will uh, it will catch on. But at the end of the day, there's no regrets because I see what people are doing with it is uh, really positive. Exactly.
0: And so you mentioned that you're not a a technologist. Uh, And, you know, I have I've talked to several people who are in the same boat. You know, they're not in the technology industry. They don't have a technology background, but they want to launch an app or want to launch some type of web service. Um, So. You know, based on your own experience of launching OnStack, what have you learned in terms of of essentially leading a technology organization, and in, in terms of you know launching the business and everything?
1: Oh, I'm still learning so much, and I guess you know the difference between you know everything I've done in the past and OnStack is like if something broke, I was able to fix it, and you know with OnStack it's frustrating because I'm not a I'm not a developer. I always need to be relying on others. And not really un- fully understanding fully understanding how everything's how everything works under the hood uh, you know can be really discouraging at times and if you're not a technologist and you're bootstrapping you're going to run in you're going to run into this, and you know my advice would be you know just keep on really looking for people that you connect with w- look for people who will not only you know do the work help you do the work but explain to you why. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to be become, you know, a technologist yourself. So um, I guess just start learning as much as you can and you'll feel more empowered when working on the project.
0: Where did you find the technical talent to build Onstack? Did you use a you know, third party website or did you just have some connections uh, around your local area that you, you tapped into?
1: It's really been a mixture of everything you can think of of you know first starting off and you know wanting to build a prototype um as inexpensively as possible um you know using developers overseas to working um with uh uh people uh, locally um in New York who are fantastic but you know um are on the higher end of the uh, of the cost scale uh, lately I've been actually um uh sourcing talent with um uh, code Mentor X and they've been excellent. I definitely really want to give them um, massive uh, props they've really delivered me some just really super talented very professional uh people to work with who um you know are flexible and uh just highly Specialized in exactly what you're looking for.
0: So, for those who haven't heard of Code Mentor X, can you explain what they are or who they are?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll try to. So, Code Mentor is a, a website where if you're a if you're a developer um, who's learning, or if you're seasoned, you can go there and hire a developer to teach you and like do a screen share, walk you through code, and they charge. Or if you, or you can be um you know you can be that tutor and you can go on there after work and make some extra money by showing uh you know showing younger uh, less experienced developers you know um how to how to fix uh the, the code they're working on they launched a like a like a recruiting kind of um agency called uh, code mentor x where you tell them you know exactly what you're looking for what your budget is you know how much you want to pay an hour how many hours your project is exactly what you know languages and skills you want the uh, person to have uh even like where in the world you might want them located and then they come back to you and w- with you know a short list of people you can then uh, interview and the quality they have that i've experienced so far through a few hires, is they're really you know senior level people from you know other um, who who are you know usually already employed you know with uh, other um, tech firms but are looking for you know you know maybe an extra you know ten or twenty hours a week and and you know just them just being seasoned pros makes it very easy to uh, to work with them.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check them out. I haven't heard of them, so I'll definitely look into that uh, just for my own education purposes. Um, So you also mentioned um, that you have a more robust beta coming out soon. So uh, can you walk us through what you have uh, coming down the pipeline um, that you can talk publicly about?
1: Sure. With the uh, new OnStack beta, I'm really excited about it. Um, We've introduced um, some paid features, which include allowing... um, the user to uh, brand the player recorder with with their logo. It also has um, custom uh, analytics with a custom analytics dashboard uh, to track, you know, who's adding videos, where the videos being seen. Um, we have the ability to uh, take donations uh, directly through the player using the FundraiseUp platform so if you're interested in you know um if you're uh, interested in raising money uh, right within the embeddable player you can click the donate button and people through uh, the fundraise up platform which is a very very easy to use ai driven uh service um can in you know 30 seconds uh, make a donation without without having to go to any other additional page. It all happens directly uh, within the player. Um, The ability to uh, easily download videos so that they can then be posted to Instagram and Facebook. And there's a few other features here as well.
0: Perfect. Well, it sounds like it's gonna be a successful beta. The things that I'm hearing, uh, it's pretty powerful stuff. So uh, congratulations on that.
1: Thank you, Jeremy.
0: So one last question before I let you go, where can people learn more about OnStack?
1: People can uh, learn more about Onstack by going to um, onstack.org and um, experiencing it for themselves. Um, You can also um, uh, schedule a uh, tutorial and um, we'll uh, walk you through it and uh, help you create your uh, first campaign.
0: Awesome. David, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing what you do with Onstack and uh, the future for the company. Thank you, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Changemaker Forum podcast. If you found this episode insightful and want more just like it, all you have to do is subscribe. You can find the Changemaker Forum podcast on all major podcasting platforms, or you can subscribe by going to podcast.changemakerforum.com. With that being said, I'll see you on the next episode.